perception. What does perception mean? The act or factuality of perceiving or apprehending by means of the senses or of the mind. Cognition, understanding, immediate or intuitive recognition or appreciation as of moral, psychological, or aesthetic qualities, insight, intuition, discernment, and artists of rare perception. Today's podcast, I want to talk about perception. You know, it's something that really played a huge part of me living my life authentically. Because when I was younger, perception was everything to me. Not necessarily being perfect, but kind of living a life of what happens in the house stays in the house. Um, Just because that's how I was brought up. But as I gotten older, uh, in my upper 20s, I had realized that it was a detriment to my life. And I had to change that immediately if I wanted to live my truth, if I wanted to be happy with my flaws, even if that meant people were going to look at me differently. But I had to look at myself and I had to be happy with what I saw with the red paint on the walls. Stay tuned to today's podcast, Our Immersed Reflections with Andrea Jackson. She is hard. Her voice screams callous and her touch raw. You think she doesn't care, but she does and she always has. You mistook her tenacity for bitch. She is quick. She can time travel like you've never seen before. You saw her tomorrow and didn't realize because you were stuck in yesterday. You mistook her forward thinking for Detroit. She is quiet. Her silence scares you because it makes you unsure of yourself. She compels you to swallow and taste your vices. You mistook her composure for judgment. She is vital. Her urgency in this room is undeniable. Your rejection of it only ensures that her visit maintains. You mistook her necessity for oppression. She is unseen. If you had to guess, she would be everywhere and nowhere. Her body is not contained to the visible realm. You mistook her presence for absence. She is radical. Her mind is bottomless, but not like oceans, bottomless like black history and panther bullets. You mistook her revolutionary for hostility. She is secure. Her ego suffocates her inner zealous. You wonder who could be that home. You mistook her confidence for hubris. She is sweet. She is diligent. She is imperfect. She is voice. She is ready. She is now and then. If you asked her why she is always misunderstood, why she is a giver even when we are takers, she would tell you it is because she is a leader. When it comes to perception, I think it's really important to do your research and read different articles so that you can see different sets of 
ideas, mindsets, examples of how people deal with perception, on how people hide by, hide behind perception, on how people view different lives um, from their lenses, from their eyes. Uh, I was reading in this article um, in, uh, back in April of 2012, and I want to read uh, an excerpt from it. Uh, it's very interesting. In today's podcast, I'm going to be reading a few excerpts uh, from different examples, and I just want to show you how important uh, perception could be uh, and how we all can view it differently. Uh, listen to this. The power of perceptions, imagining the reality you want. This is uh, by Amanda Inyadi, uh special to CNN. Uh, this was came out April 14, 2012. Um, it starts by saying Victor Frankl was a Jewish psychiatrist who spent three years during World War II living under the unspeakable circumstances in several of the most notorious Nazi concentration camps. While in prison, Frankel realized he had one single freedom left. He had the power to determine his response to the horror unfolding around him. And so he chose to imagine. He imagined his wife and the prospect of seeing her again. He imagined himself teaching students after the war about the lessons he had learned. Frankel survived and he went on to chronicle his experiences and the wisdom he had drawn from them. A human being is a deciding being, he wrote in his 1946 book, Man's Search for Meaning, which sold more than 10 million copies. Between stimulus and response, there is a space. In that space is our power to choose our response. In our response lies our growth and our freedom. The idea of becoming conscious of the subjectivity of our perceptions is an immediately abstract one, the stuff of philosophy and science fiction. But human perceptions and their ramifications are very real and potentially life-changing. For example, research shows that people may hold an unconscious bias against creativity because it represents uncertainty unless they are able to perceive that uncertainty in a positive light. And consider the role perception plays in helping patients improve in ailments ranging from pain and depression to Parkinson's disease through a phenomenon known as placebo effect. Though the placebo effect remains largely shrouded in mystery, Researchers attribute some aspects of the placebo response to active mechanisms in the brain that can influence bodily processes such as the immune response and release of hormones. Studies also show that can drive behavior change. The perception of the harmful effects of smoking, for example, can influence habit and addiction. So how might we harness the power of perception to live more conscious lives and perhaps to even recast the most dire situations in which we find ourselves? The fiction of reality. Perceptions begin when the human brain receives data from the body's five senses. The mind then processes and applies meaning to the sensory information. 
This article is so deep and I think everyone needs to go to CNN and read this article because it it has so many layers to it. And when I think of perception and when I think of why it was so important for me when I was younger to, you know, live a life of, you know, my family's perfect, I have a perfect life, um, nothing has happened to me in my childhood. It's because I didn't want people to look at my family or even myself differently. And it's actually what I've realized as I've gotten older is it's actually okay. It's okay to be different. It's okay to make mistakes. We are, we were born into sin. We are imperfect human beings. And if we didn't make mistakes and bad choices, how would we grow? How would we learn from them? Right? So I think it's important for us to do research. I think it's, it's okay to, you know, sit down and have these real conversations as uncomfortable as it may be. Because if we don't have them, how do we grow? How do we learn? If we don't own up uh, to our bad choices, um, how do we grow? How do we teach our children? How do we teach our friends? You know, how do we grow in, in the corporate world? How do we grow as entrepreneurs? You know, how, does we, how do we grow as individuals? It's really important uh, to read, to do research, and it's important to not run away from our past. It's so important. And as I get older, reading to me is, is, is my go-to. Another article I was reading was on uh, scientificamerican.com, and it starts, uh, the head title was, Looks Can Deceive, Why Perception and Reality Don't Always Match Up, and it's by Christoph Koch on July 1st, 2010, and it starts off by saying all of us, even postmodern philosophers, are naive realists at heart. We assume that the external world maps perfectly onto our internal view of it, an expectation that is reinforced by daily experience. I see a coffee mug on the table, reach for a sip, and lo and behold, the vessel's handle is soon in my grasp, and I gingerly imbibe the hot liquid, or I see a charrus yellow tennis ball on the lawn. I pick it up and I throw it. Reassuringly, my dog appears to share my vertical view of reality. She chases the ball and triumphantly catches it between her jaws. That there should be a match between perception and reality is not surprising because evolution ruthlessly eliminates the unfit. If you routinely misperceive or even hallucinate and act on those misapprehensions, you won't survive long in a world filled with dangers whose avoidance requires accurate distance and speed assessments and rapid reactions, whether you are diving into rocky waters or driving on a narrow two-lane road with cars wheezing by in the opposite direction. Small mistakes can be lethal. You probably believe that your eyes register high fidelity information about the absolute size speed and distance of visible objects and that you respond based on these impartial data. But although we build robots in this manner, equipping them with sensors and computers uh, to fund the metric properties of their environments, evolution has taken more complex route. As psychologists and neuroscientists, 
have discovered over the past several decades, our consciousness provides a stable interface to a dizzyingly rich sensor, sensory world. Underneath this interface lurk two vision systems that work in parallel. Both are fed by the same two sensors, the eyeballs, yet they serve different functions. One system is responsible for visual perception and is necessary for identifying objects, such as approaching cars and potential mates, independent of their apparent size or location in our visual field. The other is responsible for action. It transforms visual input into the movements of our eyes, hands, and legs. We consciously experience only the former, but we depend on for our survival on both. I mean, as I go deep down into this article, there are several things uh, that stuck out to me uh, as I, I read into it. Um, I, I got to tell you, you know, reading these articles uh, about perception, it really had me thinking. And I was having a conversation uh, with my daughter in the car. We are so as a society and as a people, we're more concerned about what others would think of us more than what we would even think of ourselves. We're more concerned about what we look like than what we feel like. We're more concerned about what type of clothes, you know, we're wearing than what we feel like in our clothes. You know, we're more concerned about what our hair looks like to others than the, the quality of our hair and how we're taking care of our hair. We're more concerned about where we eat and where we dine than what type of food we're putting into our system and how it's affecting our system. You see, everything in this world is perception and what other people are going to think, which all leads up to lies and us not living our authentic self, our, our, our truth, and what's really making us happy. Because how many of us, and, and, I, and what, as I talk to you, I talk to myself, how many of us have many times done things for others to make others happy, to give this perception, but at the end of the day, it didn't make us happy. And I thought it was so important as I was talking to my daughter that, we, that I did this podcast. It's like perception. The perception is like the root to evil because many of many of societies like are we doing it with the intent to impress others or are we doing it with the intent to inspire others to cause change to implement change okay or are we doing it to showboat are we what is our intent right and so I got to just say, when I think back, um, when I really think back of how I was moving in my 20s and why I would say things and my purpose of saying things, it was not with the right intent, right? And that's why I said I had to make change. Change was necessary because it wasn't making me feel good, 
right? The pretending wasn't making me feel good because when I would go home, I had to face myself, right? And that's why perception, we have to ask ourselves perception to who and at what cost? At what cost are you willing to give, to perceive to others? You have to ask yourself at what cost are you willing to, to lose your truth, to lose yourself, you know? We look at many people, and I, I was reading in um, the paper the other day of a young girl who comes from a very uh, well-known family who lost her life to suicide. And I said to myself, she had everything, you know, the means to live whatever life she choose to lead, you know, to, to give back in any way she choose to give back. Uh, but it didn't stop her from battling something within herself that clearly no one could understand. And I'm sure, you know, she maybe if went to the best psychologist or psychiatrist or, but when you are going to see a psychologist and you're going to see a psychiatrist, are they really helping you do the work? You know, and that's why perception, like people fighting out there for the fame, for the look to be seen, to really, are you helping yourself? Are you living your truth? When you are behind closed doors and no one is seeing you and you are bawling and you are on your knees, are you taking care of yourself? Are you taking care of your mental health? Are you really doing that? Because I'm telling you, you know, I grew up in a time without social media. I grew up, you know, without the Twitter, without the Facebook. And thank God that I did because I, I know who I am without it. I'm 44 years old. I know who I am. I don't need it to thrive. I don't need it to run my business. I don't need it to, to, to be happy. I don't need it to be seen. I don't need it to gather friends. I don't need it. And we're in a society today where many people feel they need this to be, to be, and I got to be careful of even the words that I use. They need it to be seen or to be, have a stamp of approval when really the only approval you need is from yourself. This thing of perception and what people are willing to do, you know, to have the stamp of approval, it, it's sad. And at what cost? At what cost? Because at the end of the day, if you don't love the reflection of yourself and you can't be in a room alone for hours by yourself, that is a problem. It is a problem. And I have been spending more time reading, you know, more time. I've always been a family person. You know, yes, I've had tons of friends, uh, but as I've gotten older, I, I have actually less friends and I'm much more content and much more happy. And uh, the truth of the matter is, as you get older, you will realize you will have less friends than, than, than more. That's just the truth. And, and it's okay, you know. 
and you will have maybe more associates, but less friends. We have to, as a society, stop this pretending, stop this, you know, looking away and presenting ourselves a certain way. We all want to put our best foot forward. I mean, if I'm going for a job interview, if I'm, I'm, I'm starting a business, I want to put my best foot forward. But at the end of the day, I want to put my truth forward too. Because at the end of the day, Andrea Jackson is rough around the edges. Andrea Jackson uses profanity. Andrea Jackson could be hood at times. That's me. That's a part of who I am. I'm not going to change that. Andrea Jackson is smart. She's articulate. She's a mother. She's athletic. She's spicy. She's fun. She loves to dance. She can cook. It's important that you show all those sides of you. The imperfection, the good sides, it's important. The gray areas, you know, I've been married, I've been divorced, I've been all that I've dated, I've, I, I've done it all, right? So for me, it's if I don't show that and I don't, then you don't really know me. If I don't share that, you know, yes, I was locked up at some point in time in my life. No, I wasn't locked up for a year, I wasn't locked up for three months, but yes, I've had that experience. You know, and if I didn't share that, then would you really know me? No, you wouldn't, right? So I, 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 I don't go out there and I don't say that's the first thing that I say when I meet someone. But after, you know, if I go on a job interview, that is actually one of the first things that I say, to be honest with you. And I think people are always taken back when that's the first thing that comes out my mouth. But I've always been a straight shooter. And that's something about myself that I love. And I think that's something about that my friends are intrigued by me. That's something about the girls that I mentored over the years that I tell them, don't run away from your past. Perception will get you caught up. Pretending will get you caught up because I was a pretender in my 20s. I wasted a lot of time pretending. Be who you are even with the red paint on your white walls. I haven't met anyone whose walls were perfectly white without some form of imperfection. Impossible. We are all imperfect. Perception is what we put out to the world. And trust me, everyone is going to perceive you differently at some point and stage in your life. That's just life. But your best thing to do is to be candid, to be honest, and to really be who you are. To really be who you are with your flaws. No one wants to be in a circle of someone who is never accountable. No one wants to be in a circle with someone who's perfect. Because no one is perfect. We're all made of sin. Of course, if you're made of flesh, all of us are. And I understand some of us have a hard time, you know, admitting when we're wrong. And that's exactly why you need to go and get help for it. 
Because if you can't admit when you're wrong, you can't possibly be growing. You're stagnant. You're at a standstill. You're at a red light that is never going to turn green, ever. You think you're growing, but you're not. You're doing a vision board and nothing is being checked, right? So for me, I have these candid conversations with my daughter. I'm so glad I have a child that's 23 years old that I can actually have these real conversations and we can go back and forth. We could agree sometimes, we could disagree. She can get in my tail and tell me how it is and not how it should be. We are so much alike and then we're so different, you know. Um, it, it's, it's, when I look at 2020, it has been an eye opener on so many lever, levels with COVID-19. Uh, when I look at the world we're living in today, um, when I look at the perception of the world, when I look at the news and I see people being evicted out of their homes, for those same apartments to remain empty because who's really going to move into them and for these families and children to be homeless. I look at myself and I say, how dare you ever open your mouth to complain about anything? Perception. It puts everything for me in perspective. 2020 was a year that I got checked in many ways of gratitude, of being grateful, of being still, of being real with myself. What is it that I need? What is it that I want? What is my purpose? What is it that I need to remove? What is it that I need to add? I want all my listeners to know one thing about this year. If you haven't learned anything, this is what you should learn. We all have the ability to do better by ourself, do better by our mental health. We all want to perceive to the world that we are great. But I tell you one thing of being great is by being great to your neighbor and being great to someone else who really needs it. Too many times over, I watch there's an opportunity that you can be great to someone who really needs it. And you have to ask yourself, do you and have you? Perception. Are you doing for what you want people to perceive you as in the light of others, but behind closed doors, you're something completely different? Perception. Perception is who you really are, not who you pretend to be. Perception is who you really are when you look at yourself in the mirror.
See, people may look at me and see an attractive woman. They may look at how I dress, what I drive, who I work for, where I work, where, but that's not Andrea Jackson. That's who you perceive me to be, but that is not who I am. We need to learn what the definition of perception is. We need to learn. I wanted to do this podcast because, like I said, it was a conversation that started in the, in the car with my daughter a couple of days ago, and it, I just listened to her, and we spoke, and it was so deep. We care in this country, in America, more about perception of what others view us as, as what others see us as, than what it really is for us. We care more about a look than how we are really feeling. Why bother dressing yourself up when you are mentally sick inside and when you are meant when you are physically sick inside and you're physically dying we as a people are unhealthy we are obese we are physically suffering we're mentally suffering in silence At what cost? As long as we look good on Instagram, on Facebook, on Twitter, at a barbecue, at a friend's, at a gala, at at what cost? The suicide rate is accelerating. At what cost of perception? We have got to do better as a people. We've got to do better for our people. And we can. Each one teach one, one person at a time. It's okay to say, bro, you good? My sister, are you good? Because asking it and really doing it It's two different things. Two different things. Asking it because it's something for you to gain is a different thing. And doing it because that's what you're supposed to do and you don't want anything in return. Perception. It was important for me to do this podcast. I know I haven't been taping much, but like I said to you, when I first started this, it was a passion and I wanted to do it every week. Now I'm doing it based on how I'm feeling. And it's better that way.
I really want you guys to take this podcast and I want you guys to read both articles and I want you guys to do your research on your own. I want everyone to pick a book every week and read. Read. Influence yourself. Push yourself. You have the power. Don't let other people's perception be what who you are, be your truth. When you look in the mirror, that is what your perception is. That's what your truth is. And that is what the world should be seeing. The real you. Not who you pretend to be. Who you really are. And if you don't like what you really see, change it. Make the change. We're all imperfect. But if you want that red light to turn green, only you can do that. Perception. Thank you for listening to Hours, Mirrors, Reflections with Andrea Jackson.